the Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. So welcome to the Instructor Podcast and thank you for listening. We genuinely appreciate you tuning in every week and wherever you're listening, it'll be great if you could give us a subscribe or a like or if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a nice little five-star review. That's always lovely of you. Also, Make sure you're checking out our second weekly show, The Green Room, where we talk about all the latest goings on within the industry. We cover the news and we get some opinions from a variety of different people within the industry. But regarding today's episode, I'm joined by someone that I've uh, I've been looking forward to having on the show for quite a while, Jess Soto, or Jessinia Soto, um, a coach, uh, a wonderful person. She is someone I look to for positivity and for, you know, almost a reframing and looking at how, essentially, I follow on social media, so every day when I see it, it brightens up my day, and I massively advise that you do the same thing, and we're getting some really interesting conversations here around relationships and around how we can stay positive in difficult circumstances. There's a lot to take away here, not just for us driving instructors, but for anyone else that's tuning in as well, we can get a lot from this episode. So having said that, I may as well let you listen to it. So let's have a listen. So welcome to the Instructor Podcast. I've got another fantastic episode lined up for you today, and I'm joined by genuinely one of my favourite people in the entire world. I'm joined by the marvellous Jess Soto. How are you doing today, Jess? All well? Really good, Terry. How about yourself? Uh, I am brilliant, and I'm going to start off today by offering you a, a very warm congratulations, because as we record this, uh, you got married about a week ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, last Wednesday, so, and to a, uh, so a, uh, English person so that's cool <laughs> making yeah. my way over from the U.S. Um, so super excited she's absolutely my favorite human and uh, yeah what's, to explore life over here. Well what's really <laughs> nice following you on, on, on social media is you can tell that that you know yeah. when you just see people it's not like it's cheesy oh I love you it's none of that nonsense it's just a genuine warm affection for each other and I think oh, yeah. that's rare to see <clears throat> I think uh well so I'm I'm 33 I'll be 34 in April next year but like you know I've, I've dated a bit and I'm a relationship person but I think it just never I think all those things teach you and show you what what you want and and I'm one of those people that I think that if you don't really have a self-awareness you start to repeat patterns and so I was having these patterns in relationships I'm like ah they're great people and and I care about most of them, but it's, they're just something that wasn't there. And when I got intentional about who I wanted to be and what I wanted my future to look like, that meant really getting intentional about my, my partner as well. And me and Tanya have always had this interesting connection because I had hired her as a, as a coach prior um, online. So we met online. Um, and then it was just the moment from really connecting. There was just so always something there. And then when we explored that more, it was just like, yeah, this is my human. So it's great. <laughs> this, this is my human. That's another thing I like talking to you. you you've got these awesome little phrases. That I think it's brilliant. I'm going to steal that one. This is my human. In fact, I'm going to do that as a title for this show, I think. Um, yeah, so, and to be fair, that's part of the reason why I brought you on to something you mentioned there about looking back at the, the previous stuff that's happened and mm-hmm. um, seeing how you can use that to, to drive or, or steer yourself forward. But before we get into that, um, ask all my guests just to tell me a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you actually do. Um, so I've been in the fitness and wellness space for the last decade in probably the last, um, so personal trainer, fitness coach, like all, all the titles I've kind of been through to see which one has suited me and, and my clientele. But, um, and over the last, I would say three to four years, I've gone more into lifestyle and mindset. And um, in terms of coaching, just because I realized that like, oh, it's one thing when people come and see me at the gym or, you know, when they hire me for a workout, right? But what about the other stuff? And why aren't they doing that even though they want to get results? And so that kind of on my own adventure, right, of just my own journey of becoming a better person um, or, you know, <laughs> just why am I repeating things that don't serve me? Um, I realized that mindset for me was the the missing key, right? Because usually people are like, you can work on top bottom approach uh, or bottom up, right? Which is basically mind to body or body to mind. And I took the the body first. So I, I got in shape, I, I got discipline, health habits, all that stuff. But I was finding that just because I was really strong and fit, like 
it wasn't necessarily bringing me joy and happiness like I thought, right? I still had some of those demons circling circling in my mind. And so it was like, all right, well, let's get into this mindset world. Tony Robbins, Tom Bilyeu flooded my brain. And then I realized like for most people, I think that there's really this missing element of understanding mindset and neurology and uh, bringing that into my coaching. Uh, and now I'm having that circle back where I realized that like, you know, with me and my partner, we, we work together and what we want to do is bring more of that my new world with our our old world and and really help people kind of get to the next level. So uh, in terms of mindset, life, and uh, really themselves, right? 2.0 them. Um, so that's kind of been really journey. I don't think I've veered very far. I really believe in, in fitness and uh, hobbies and really getting clear about what you want your future to be like. Because if you don't have a, a vision or a goal, right? Where do you go? Where do you move? Uh, and so the journey is to really kind of, I think what I realize now is what do I enjoy doing? Like, cause it's one thing to make money. And I'm one of those people, like I'm, I'm interested in people and I'm interested in a lot of things. So I think I could change careers quite quickly, but I always find myself coming back to this. And, and so I think the question after being married, I think I was telling you earlier before we pushed record was like, uh, I wanted, I was like, what, what can we do that brings us joy, babe? Right. Because I think work can be fun. We can find our interest and our loves and we can blend them to what it is we do. And I think it just makes things a lot easier. And fitness was always going to be there. Mindset, like reading and mindset is a thing that I really enjoyed and have always enjoyed even as a child. And so can we bleed that in with helping others and serving? And so that's kind of the world that I'm in right now, I guess. Never really left, but now I'm back. Awesome. I mean, just as a heads up, I am uh, 40 next year. Uh, it's the 1st of October, so I'm 39 in about, I don't know, what, five or six weeks, something like that. And leading up to my 30, so between 39 and 40, I've got an intention to work with 40 different people. Um, yeah. Just a goal I've set. And that could be small, like someone sending me a book, or it could be like a full-on, sort of, you know, long-term thing. I don't know, but but you're on that hit list, just to, just to right. warn you in right. advance. Um, no, that's good. Let's Let's do it. But 40, why 40 different people? I, I love that. I've actually never heard that. Like, is that yeah. just like to get like, I'm now 40, I'm on this stage of my life and I want to get 40 different perspectives. Is that what it is? It was no, nothing that clever. I just like, I thought <laughs> I'm, I'm 40, so I'm going to do 40 things. And I've got like right. loads of ideas. I'm going to do around number 40 and one of these I want to, because I want to improve, you know, um, or yeah. maybe improve. I don't know if that's the right word, but change one develop. I want to get more focused. I've, I've meandered massively for the past 40 years and it's it's yeah. really be, only really been the past six months where I've kind of narrowed down at all what I want to do. And I think yeah. that I'd love to be in a position when I get to that 40, which I kind of have in my head. Sounds silly, this, but I've always had in my head, if I, if I get to 80 years old, I'll be happy with that. So mm. I kind of feel like I'll be halfway through my life. So if I get to halfway through my life and I've got an idea of where I want to go, mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be in a good place, I feel. I don't think it sounds silly at all. Just you know, like <laughs> be mindful of like the language, right? This is something I'm always like listening to people's language and how they speak, and uh, it's not silly. I I want to live to 120 personally, so it's like, what do I do now so that not like a I'm old and I'm hurting 120, like like I'm still like doing some major things in in you know at 90, you know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> I think realistically speaking, like. I don't know. I think the cultures for sure from where I'm from and, and where you guys are from is so different in terms of, and I get it maybe because the sun doesn't shine as much, but I think that like having that vision of what you want for 80 is like fantastic. So right on them. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, as much as I've been looking forward to getting you on the show, I'm now kind of cursing myself thinking you're going to be pulling me up throughout this show. <laughs> 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 um yeah so I'm gonna watch my tongue now what mind my language um but but yeah going back to there was I mean there was a lot of stuff you said there that I want to touch back on but all right but the in fact just before I do you're from is it from Philadelphia originally yes yeah Philadelphia Pennsylvania Rocky and oh it's one of my favorite ever films such a good film um I'm gonna not go off on a Rocky tangent now I'm gonna bring myself back in um so you drive. Um, you yeah, learned to drive not in. here. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> Have you not not brought yourself to that over here yet? Uh, not yet. Um, just because I think that 
you guys are a lot like I would like I drew like when I lived in Hong Kong I drove in Hong Kong and that is the opposite side of the road and and I did it technically not legally but Tanya you guys are a lot more strict I think on your laws so we're just waiting for visa situations and all that stuff but I don't drive stick yet um so therefore the car that we currently have is that um but I do drive when I go back home so no, well, uh, the, the reason I asked that is because I went mm-hmm. to uh, the States on honeymoon probably eight years ago, um, and we went to Florida, I think. I'm getting confused now. Yeah, I went to Florida, and we hired a car, and I could not do it. It, it was No? no it, my brain would not go there. It just it just didn't want to work on that side of the road, and there was one point, uh, kind of, I, I don't know, what, a freeway, I suppose it would have been. Yeah. And I'm just going to, we're going to have to swap. I'm going to have to just, we kind of pulled over in middle of the road. I don't even know if I yeah. pulled over on the correct side of the road. We swapped and she was fine. She drives better over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah. was atrocious. And I'm supposed to be a driving instructor. I think it's, um, well, a, it's a mindset, right? But also I think the thing that makes it difficult here is just really the uh, the roundabouts. Like they're just, what in the world is it? Like, can we just put a, a traffic light there? And it just makes life simple. Like, I don't know. But um, it is different. It takes a bit, especially with turning and, trying to understand that but uh it, i think you would get it right away you know what i mean I, I just think that there's that nervousness and once you get that nervousness there's that apprehension right and then you become almost too careful which is not better either so um but yeah like i think it's just like riding a bike because right when you go to hong kong and you've got uh, like the amount of density with the people that are just like they're just crazy over there so um i was able to do that with driving the van that held all the fitness equipment so it was like a van full of like tons of weight and all that stuff. And I survived. So uh, I think you just be cautious and you you follow the patterns and you drive with people, right? Um, yeah. Well, I think if I went back, I'd probably do some uh, like a day and half a day of lessons or something to push myself up. Because I can remember coming yeah. to one roundabout I saw in the entire time I was there. And I was like, I can do roundabouts. And then I would proceed yeah. to go the wrong way around it. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah, I'll I learn from that experience. Um, but yeah, actually, there you go. I learned from it. I don't look at it as a negative. I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. enjoy it, but I learned that yeah, if I go back, I'll do things slightly differently. Um, speaking of which, and, and learning from experiences, you you mentioned before about your uh, sort of previous relationships. Now you learn from, mm-hmm. and that's something that you're 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 big on, isn't it? Rather than looking back on the past overly negatively. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's looking at yes there's always going to be negatives there but seeing what mm-hmm. you can take from that to move forward yeah like i so i've evolved with this theory as well because i don't i don't particularly think we need to go too far back and harp on stuff that's already happened however if you find yourself continuously repeating certain patterns that don't serve you uh, I think just having some time to sit and develop awareness. So one of the things that I go through my clients with is this thing. Um, it's part of the EYL system. So I got a certification in mindset coaching. Uh, and one of the things that they teach is learn your language, right? Um, and this is not the first time it's come up. It's just the that's the wording they've given to it. But basically, it's once you wake up first thing in the morning, like what's coming up for you, right? What are your thoughts? What What is your body feeling? What are your emotions maybe? And like, wh- what is that feel and look like? And, and what you're doing is you're taking the time to bring the subconscious, right? Because most of the time we're running on subconscious patterns, right? We just go through our day. We think the same thoughts. We feel the same feelings. We do the same routine. We carry our bag the same way and, and we just run through the day. Um, whereas this is taking the time to be present and aware and um, like bring to forefront, like, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Am I nervous? Am I tired? What hurts? Right. And so the, the idea then is just to, when you start to really kind of become aware is when you can start to change things. Um, because the truth is, is that usually our body's not meant for happiness, right? Like our mind and body, they're not like, oh, you know, what can I do to make you happy? It's more so what can I do to help you survive this thing called life? Uh, and so you're going to go to what is familiar because what's familiar is deemed safe, right? We already know what to expect, but just because we know what to expect doesn't make it best for what we want in terms of our life or happiness or any of that stuff. So I think we have to be willing to do the work, so to speak, right? And uh, just become aware, like, why am I doing this thing? You know, why are my relationships not where I want them to be? And I'm not saying that let me be aware to push blame, right? Because I was repeating a pattern. 
I was a certain type of person and I needed to then become aware of that so I can make changes that way I wasn't repeating the same shit with Tanya you know what I mean like the last thing I wanted to do and I always wanted to be like right right I had this thing where like and, and some of it's a joke but like you know I'm mostly right which is still true uh, but the thing is is for me now it's not about being right so that like I can prove a point the idea now is like well how can this be, how can the situation be better? How can I understand where she's coming from? Right. Because we're still two different people. We're still from two different places and we had totally two different paradigms um, in the way we see the world. Right. So we can be in one situation and just be completely on a different page. Right. And so the idea is let me listen now, even if I don't agree. Right. Let me listen to understand. And, and then that way we can actually address what's going on. And I think that that's one thing that's really changed is that, before I used to never communicate as much, whereas now me and Tanya over communicate with everything. Uh, and so the, at the end of the day, I think it's just what, <laughs> what do you want to shift? Right. And then it's like, all right, well, let's say if I want to change my eating patterns, well, why, why do I just like eat when I'm sad or, you know, eat when I'm bored or why am I eating right now? Am I bored? Am I hungry? Like first and foremost, it really comes with having an awareness. Right. Uh, and then accepting, well, I'm doing this thing. I'm not quite happy with that. But like now that I'm aware and I've accepted that this is the current situation, I can start to make changes and shifts. Yeah. And again, a lot of interesting stuff there. And uh, I'm going to touch back on a couple of points. Um, yeah. One, you mentioned your relationship with Tanya and, and how that's yeah. evolved. It's interesting because it, it, I've been, oh God, I can't remember. I think it's eight years I've been married. Um, yeah. I, I'll let her keep track. Um, but <laughs> I'm... I mean, but actually, I joke about that a lot, but it's strengths and weaknesses, and we've evolved mm. to know each other's strengths and weaknesses, and, and she is really good at remembering dates, but I'm mm-hmm. really good at then doing stuff with that information. So she'll remember mm-hmm. the dates, pass them on to me when we're getting close to it, and then I'll arrange the stuff around it, and that's how we've evolved. And, and like with the communication side of it, I used to be really bad for for, like, my wife's quite ill. She's got multiple cirrhosis, and I used to be really bad for trying to fix her or trying mm. to make her better and it's like shouldn't always want that sometimes just wants mm. a piece of quiet and take it from the tv and it's like it yeah. took me a long time to 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 accept that and to to take a step back from that and i think that that's a but that applies to every relationship doesn't it that's not just marriage yeah. that's no like you and your clients or me and my, my learners yeah no no um and this actually and it takes a bit to to pick that up right it is about every relationship for example um uh, me and my mom, we weren't talking for a bit. And then we started talking again. And I realized that like, um, I was having expectations of how I wanted her to be as a mother. And, and I had to accept that that just isn't the case. That's just not who she's going to be. It's just not who she is. Um, and that I've got to accept and love her for who she is, knowing that she's doing the best that she can. Uh, and sometimes that can take, you know, and th- this is the thing is like, who do I want to be as a person so that I can get to the point where I'm accepting others as who they are. Right. And and then maybe that can go back to me accepting myself. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, I can love her from wherever she's at. And that doesn't mean that I've got to change who I am as a person. Um, and, and that's it. Right. Like all relationships is like, well, what do I really want from this relationship? At the end of the day, I want her to know that I love her. Um, that I care for her. I'm here if she needs me. Um, but you know, we're just going to believe and think different things, and that's okay. The uh, the word you used there was acceptance, and that, that really struck a chord for me because I I tend to deal with stuff without realizing I'm deal with it, and then at the mm. end of it, it just clicks for me. And on January the first this year, and I, I don't know what made me think of it, but I just come in and it will like it, I had that word acceptance ringing through my brain, and it was like mm. I accepted everything that had gone on previously I think mm-hmm. a lot of that came through the fact that I was I had to self-isolate over Christmas last year and it was, but I actually self-isolate away from my wife because I, I got like the, the notification before I'd seen my wife so I was able to mm. so they could carry on as normal so I was in a room by myself for 10 days and then came out just before New Year so I think there was a lot of reflecting going on there yeah. but I just seemed to accept everything that had gone on previously and it's like mm-hmm. right okay now moving on and this year, it's just like um, nothing seems to phase me. I'm accepting everything. So even just going back a few weeks where someone crashed into the back of my car, completely their mm-hmm. fault. I was stationary. Um, little old lady not paying attention. And she gets out and she's talking about the, the damage. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. I says, are you okay? Mm. And it just diffused the entire situation. She was right as rain, then problem solved, no issue. And it, like 
last year, I would have been having a breakdown over that. Not just a car breaking mm-hmm. down, me breaking down. But like now I'm like, oh, I've accepted it. What can I yeah. do now to deal with it? And what would your take on that be on how we can handle acceptance and, 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 and use that going forward? Let me let me ponder on that a bit, right? Because it's like a, I I can relate to what you were saying because we were recently in a car accident as well, um, and not only did that derail a lot of different things, right? But it, it puts into perspective like holy crap, like that could have been really bad. Yeah, um, we just got super lucky that his reflexes were really great, but he would have just smashed right into my side, um, and so the car ended up being totaled. Like in terms of like not that it was. Like looking at it, you wouldn't think it was like the worst. However, the damage was the damage to fix was going to be more expensive than what was the car was even paid for. So it ended up being a write off. But um, I think that that was also the catalyst of like, you know, what do we want to do that makes us happy? Right. Because it was like life is just so unexpected. Right. We can't control all the things. We can't fix everything. Um, And the idea is like I can only control myself and how I feel and how I react. And a lot of it is coming to this point where, no, this is what it is. Um, like entrepreneurship can teach you that too, right? It's like a kick in the face um, because you there's just all these variables that you can't control. And I think the the first thing's first when it comes to acceptance. And, and this is something I had to learn too. Like, uh, like what I'm 33 and I'm just getting over some of that stuff with my mom. And I don't know if you even ever really get over it. You just get really good at it. Um, getting clear about who you want to be and where you want to go in life. And once you start to step more into that, you realize that all these other things are just irrelevant, right? Being upset for long periods of time. What is that? How is that going to serve the situation? Being angry at things that you can't control only makes it worse. Like, is there a lesson to learn with the situation? And then all you could ever do is learn the lesson and then try your best to avoid it by applying these new learned skills that you have. Right. Um, So you would have been bent out of shape, you know, previously about the car, but you realize like, you know what, my life, I have my life, right? Like I woke up today, I'm out of this thing. It could have been so much worse than it was. Um, are you okay? Yeah, it's going to cost us some money, but in the big scheme of things, like I control that outcome too, right? Um, at least that's the way I think of it. Like I can always make money. I'm not fearful of making money, but more importantly, me and Tanya ended up safe. So I don't know. I don't know if that answered the question, but I think when it comes to acceptance, the idea is, is like, can you control the situation? No, you can't control it. So why have negative emotion towards it? And maybe you need to vent. Maybe you take some time and you just let that steam off and you let it all out. And then it's like, okay, what can I learn from this? Uh, I think when we can start to get into that idea of what can I learn from this? How can this serve me? Then it just equips us better for the future because we've got a long life hopefully, right? We can't control what happens, but we've got a long life of things that are always going to drop kick us. And so the idea is, are there ways that we can handle situations better hundred percent? And that really goes down, I think, to mindset and understanding who you want to be as a person. Yeah. And, and you've kind of spoke previously about your past and, 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 and acknowledging that. And I think that one big one for me personally was uh, last year, so it was July last year when I went vegan and you, I think can relate to this, but I went vegan last year. And I've always been a meat eater. I've always had dairy. Mm-hmm. But when I look back now, because I've been, I literally went vegan overnight. Uh, I woke mm-hmm. up Sunday morning in July last year when I'm going vegan today. And I was try- thinking the other day about why that occurred. And, and I'd wanted to be vegan for years. I just never admitted it. And it was the fear of what other people would think of me by going vegan. Because everyone else I know, by one person, everyone else I know is a, like me dairy all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff so i used to joke and i used to joke that i was vegan between meals um and then i'd say oh, i'm going vegan today and i'd have like an apple for my dinner and then you know it was so, that's yeah. silliness around it but it was almost testing the water and i mm-hmm. don't know what changed but i think i just woke up that sunday and went nah screw it this is what i believe in this is what i'm mm-hmm. i'm going after and and i think that's probably the best example i'll give to that and i'm gonna bring that forward to, to today and I'm going to sort of go specific to my industry for a minute because this is how I'm almost using this now in the in the, the I've only been in this the driving instructor industry for like five or six years now but for maybe the first three or four I was very much this is how you do it this is what everyone said this is what I've mm-hmm. been told this is the way we do it and the way I've done it for the past 20 years and again something changed and it was a couple of years ago, but really, start of this year after after lockdown ended, when I kicked off with all my 
the podcasts that I'm doing and, and getting mm-hmm. new training to learn different ways to teach people and and putting myself in different circles online of instructors rather than the ones I was with previously. And it's just an eye-opener. You know, you, mm-hmm. you surround yourself with different people and it's it's a, it's an eye-opener. I'm not quite sure where I'm going with this comment now, but it's just putting yourself in those different circles. And I think that once you accept that you the way you were, why you were doing that. So like I says, I was scared of putting myself out there. Well, now I'm hosting this podcast that goes out to thousands of people every week. So how would you, um, or what advice would you give to anyone that is scared to get out with that, whether it's a comfort zone or just worried about people mm-hmm. seeing them? What advice mm-hmm. would you give to people to get out of that? Change your environment. <laughs> it's just like what you were saying, right? And I think that that's where you're leading. Um, there's so there's a big ass world out there, right? With different people, different backgrounds, different perspectives. And, and if you're only viewing the world from where you currently are now, from your window, you don't see a whole heck of a lot, right? Um, and for me, really, this whole personal development, um, I guess, route or journey started when I, when I left and I started to live in Hong Kong. It was the first time I ever really traveled anywhere. I had to get my passport to go there. I got a job. I said yes. Uh, and that was just the first time I realized, wow, there's a whole world out there with different people, different um, ideas of, of living. I had gone vegan at that point um, in that time, too. And I was like, heavy ass meat eater. Right. Like I would eat the, the marrow from bones. Like if it was bleeding, it was on my plate. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I think that the most important thing that we could ever do is just like you said, is just like, if you want to do something and here's the thing, we're drawn to different things. We just never explore them because we're scared. We might look stupid or we're not good enough or whatever the case may be. But like, we've all have to start somewhere. And I think that if you can get in different groups and, and let's, let's be real, like this is the best day and age to start to explore different things. Why? Because we've got the digital world where it's like, huh, I'm interested in this thing. Let me join this Facebook group. Right. Or there are meetups now where it's like, huh, you know, I've never done yoga, but maybe I want to get more Zen and more flexy. Like, let me, let me join a, let me trial um, a yoga class. Right. Uh, and the things you, you just have to get outside of your normal world to try anything like be, becoming plant-based completely changed my life as well. <laughs> like it just, it allowed me to realize like, oh wait, I can survive this way. And I feel really good. And not only that, but I feel like I'm making a difference in, in the world and the environment. Um, and people, other people who have been told that they need to eat me, um, you know, they don't have to, to survive that way. So I think to go back to your question is really get outside your normal environment, join a new group, um, get mentoring to some capacity or another, uh, pick up a hobby, learn something new. Like there's nothing like learning something new to change your neural pathways. Right. Um, and you just never know who you're going to meet in the pursuit of this other thing that might lead you to somewhere else. Right. If you would have told me I would be marrying someone from England, I would have like completely been like, I would have laughed. You know what I mean? Like it just wasn't in where I thought I would be, but through traveling to Hong Kong and realizing that I wanted more for my life and dabbling in the online space and, you know, all the other stuff that came along the way, I ended up meeting Tanya, you know, on the journey. And uh, now I'm here talking to you on a podcast and we mean you have never physically met, you know what I mean? So yeah, change your environment, get somewhere new, get around new people, get around a different mindset. Why do people think something different to you? You'd be surprised when you hear from their side, like what that might be, you know? All the, the, the stuff you've just described there that you changed or you experienced, how much of that was intentionally trying to develop and how much of that was sort of stumbled across accidentally? Um, all of it. <laughs> I think, I, I think, right. It's like, uh, I went plant-based because, well, it wasn't even supposed to be, it was like a D like I was super sick when I went to Hong Kong, like belly sick, like energy was shit. Um, and so I was like, all right, like my first thing was like, you know what, I'm going to flood my body with nutrients. And the best way I know how to do that is to drink tons of water, fruit and vegetables, right. Get all this nutrients, right. Which is really interesting that that's my first thought, right. Cause it's like, why wasn't I doing that before then? Yeah. Um, even with what I was eating, I wasn't doing that. Like I should have at that time in my life. Um, and so for me, I've got to back up everything that I do with science and know-how. And especially because if somebody ever approaches me, I want to be able to help them. Uh, so then I got into the books, how not to die and, uh, the China study. And then I was just like mind blown. Right. And then that led into, I don't believe in 
the company I, at, when I was working for at the time, I don't believe the direction that what they want. It, I mean, great. I loved it. It, it impacted a lot of people, but in terms of my values and belief, it just didn't line up. So I ended up dabbling into my own world of entrepreneurship and coaching. And I was also a massage therapist. So I was doing that over there too. So that led into the online world. Right. Uh, and then I realized that I really do. There's no way I can work for someone when I've worked for myself for so long, when I controlled my schedule. Um, I don't mind it if the end goal is to learn, right? Like, what can I learn from this person? Would I do that for a year or two? I make that decision depending on the the outcome and the result. But um, so that led into me just taking control of how do I want my life to be? Because I'm already taking a different route, right? I don't believe that we're meant to sit at a desk for nine hours or have somebody else tell us we can or can't see our kids if they're sick. You know, I just don't believe in that. Right. I think that there is more than one way and there's a lot of opportunity if you go and look for it. So I think I've always been an explore type person. Um, but the way in which it happened was not intentional. Right. I went to Hong Kong for a job. I had a job. Right. Um, whereas obviously being in fitness, your, your work is very much dependent on when people are not as busy. Right. So morning times, uh, late evenings when they get out of work. Um, so I've always had kind of dead zone time. That's what I call the middle of the day where I could just explore and do whatever it is I wanted. Um, so having that bit of freedom allowed me to really realize like, you know what, I really want to control my own destiny. So what does that look like? And so you go and you explore that. And so I just started going down more rabbit holes, the more that I experienced new and different things that I liked. So I think it's a, a mix of, I knew I, oh, I wanted freedom at the same time. Uh, the way in which it happened, I had no idea it was going to happen that way. You know, I just took the journey where it took me. I can, uh, I can really relate to that. So again, I look back a couple of years and, and what I, well, three years ago, classes had started my personal development journey. And mm-hmm. it all started by stumbling across a podcast by a chap called Richard Nichols, who um, I actually recently had on the show. And it's just like a 10 minute podcast I did every month. And mm-hmm. I was very much, I'm a, a Bramley lad, which is in Yorkshire, and we don't do this stuff. And, you know, it's a working mm. class mentality. We just graft, you know, or that kind of thing. And I listened to this podcast, and that was the first step on this journey. And, mm-hmm. and I look fast forward to now, and, and with the podcast I'm doing, that sounds weird to say that it started with a podcast now. It's almost come to this podcast. Um, and this wasn't the intention with this, and I say this a lot on the show, so people will be sick of me saying it, but I think it's really relevant it wasn't the intention, but by talking to people like yourself every mm-hmm. week when I'm just getting to, to pick the brains of some ridiculously smart and engaging and enthusiastic and and, and uh, inspirational people, it's so great for me just to sit here and, mm-hmm. and do it. So we said before about changing your environment, my new environment is spending an hour a week talking to you guys. You know, I'm getting mm-hmm. much better than this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can, I can very much relate to... Uh, so what you're saying there, and actually speaking about the influence that that, that people have and that you have on people, if you like, um, I don't know if you can recall this, but but last year in lockdown, I got four. I have a Facebook group for my learner drivers, and I got four people to come in and give some little motivational talks. Mm-hmm. And you were kind enough to do that. Um, I think you were the person that had the biggest influence on them. Um, I still have, <laughs> I still have people coming to me now talking about you. Uh, you yeah, that's that so awesome. On. Um, that, I'm I'm so down um, and that's so so nice to hear and that's it right like uh, sometimes you don't know the impact you're making because I'm just kind of following life as it, it comes my way and you know I think I think it's so great when you can take the things that you're passionate about and just share in hopes that it it makes some sort of switch or change or new thought in someone's brain because I think what I want people to realize is that if you want something it is very possible for you it might not be easy. It might take you years. Uh, but, but the thing is, is if you want to make a shift, you have the power to do so. Um, whether it's fitness, your work, your life, your partner, whatever that might be. Um, in terms of just really changing your life and it creating what you want from it. Like I want people to know that that's very much possible. And that might be that you have to first work on your mindset. Your mindset isn't at the right place. When I was when I was young, I was very much a depressed um I cut. I wasn't very nice to myself. My, my, my language was terrible. Like I used to say what, like I I used to just yell, like, I hate myself. I hate my, like, these are like, I've had totally different person from where I am now. I almost don't even know what it feels like. And I'd rather not even go there, but where I'm at, where I'm at now took time. You know what I mean? Like 
And I think that that's the most important thing is that where you are now is not where you have to be. And, and if you need that boost, then it, you have to be around people that are like doing that shit. Like, even if it's Tony Robbins on YouTube, like that's, that's what I did. I used to just like, like when I first got on this personal development journey, I was not in a place where I, I would describe myself as happy. I wasn't unhappy, but I wasn't like, I was like, ah, something's just not like, I, I thought going to Hong Kong would make me super happy. And I found myself, um, just like not feeling that at all. And I was like, all right, well what now? Right. And so I was like, all right, Tom, Bill, you, Tony Robbins all the time. Let me just fill my brain with what it is that they're saying, because they're living a life, um, of something that I want. Right. And that is the thing who's living something that you like, who's got like, even if it's just a characteristic or something like what is something that you want that that person embodies. So listen to them speak. Who are they hanging around with? What are some of the things that they're doing nowadays? Most people, you can ask them what, like, you can go watch a video and they'll tell you their morning routine, their beliefs, what they're doing, who their who their friends are. And I think that the first step, right, change your environment. And that could be very much by sitting with someone and having a really great conversation. Just taking a moment to thank you again for listening to the show. Thank you for your support. It's really appreciated. And I'll tell you a couple of other ways that you can support the show as well. Firstly, go and leave us a nice little five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on GoodPod. That's the best place to leave reviews, so that would be awesome if you could do that. If you're feeling even more generous, go and share it on social media tell your friends about the show we want to get it to as many people as possible and the other way you can uh, you can support the show whilst also getting some massive benefits for yourself is head on over to our subscription page which is patreon.com forward slash the instructor now if you go to the show notes or the social media you can find links for that there as well now over there, you can choose several tiers. That's for different levels of subscription from £2 up to £10. And what that does, it provides you with all sorts of bonus content, including one that was released last week with the wonderful Ray Seagrave, who joined me to start breaking down the standards check. We're doing a standards check checklist, and we're breaking it down section by section. And that's going to be going up every month. As well as that, you also get the full green room recordings, not just half of it. We also get alternative routes, which is something I'm providing. And there's a lot more to come as well. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash the instructor. But thank you for listening. And let's get back to the excellent Jess Soto and see what otherworldly wisdom she's got to share. The the other thing you said to my students, and it sticks in my head and it sticks in theirs, and I think it kind of relates to what you've just said there, is you told them to create, and uh, right, I'm going to say this, it doesn't sound right when I say it, right? You'll <laughs> have to repeat it again so it sounds right, right, but create a dope-ass version of yourself. Yes. Oh, that and, sounds fine. You just got to say <laughs> it with, like, with confidence, man. Like, that is it. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's basically what Next Level Ninjas is about, is is really creating your next level you. Um, that is the thing, right? I, I think we go through this world and we coast. And I get why. Nobody really says, nobody teaches you all the things that really I find very important um, uh, in terms of really really taking life change. And, and maybe more people are predisposed to this. Like, I don't think I've ever felt like I was like most people. Um, I'm okay to take chances and be very uncomfortable, right? I, I learned through that. Um, whereas mo- most people want that safe job and, you know, they want what's predictable for me. I'm, I'm so already used to living in the unpredictable, but it's almost become a bit comfortable to make swifts, uh, shift changes and all that stuff. But if you have no idea where you're going, right. If you've got a goal or a vision, right. If you have no idea where that is, even with yourself, like how the hell do you get there? Right. Think about that. Right. Like, like, and I think that I use this analogy too. It's like, if, if I were in Philadelphia, right, which is where New York is for those people who don't know where Philly is. Uh, and I want to go to Cali, which is all the way on the other side. I'm going to put it in GPS. I'm not going to just jump in my car and be like, let's figure this shit out. Right. I'm going to put on the GPS. Now you might have detours along the way. Right. So it's not going to be a straight line, but the whole point is, is I know there's a bit of a direction. What is that for you? What is that for people? Like, do you have an idea of the person that you want to be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, right? Where like that person is charismatic and they're confident and they're fun and they're accepting, right? And they want to learn and they're interested in people. Like, who is that for you? 
Um, because if you have no idea where it is that you want to go, you'll never fucking get there. Um, and so I think people really need to start to create what it is that they're looking for and who they want to be. And yeah, it'll take time. Most great things do. Um, but at least you, you take the first step. Yeah. Um, wholeheartedly agree. And it, it's fascinating talking to yourself because I think back, I mentioned before three years ago and I'm what you're saying is going over my head and it's like, I'm in a completely different position now and what you're saying mm-hmm. A makes sense and is, is kind of B what I'm working on. Um, and again, just as a quick example with that, I've got a, a Patreon subscription to this podcast as well now. Mm-hmm. And because I decided that's what I want to do. I want to provide yeah. more content, better content. And I had all these different ideas that I want to put out that I can't really just do on a podcast mm-hmm. and I haven't got time to create. So I need to find an income for that. So I thought, well, let's do this. And then I set myself a goal of getting a one person subscribed in August and two have subscribed. It's like, hey, I've beat yeah. my goal already. And like I've set goals mm-hmm. for what I want to do go forward. I know what I want to achieve along that. And, and because I know A, what I want to achieve, and then B, what I will achieve, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I feel like there's a path. And like you said, there will be detours along the way. Of course there will. Yeah. You know, to use the, the driving analogy, you'll get to dead ends or there'll be roadworks or whatever, but there'll be stuff mm-hmm. to get over which I'm getting good at these segues, which brings me to my next thing I was going to ask you about, <laughs> which is the latest detail that's been thrown. And I just, um, I'm going to give you the example for us instructors at the minute, which is we've had quite, and I know a lot of people have, um, but we've had quite a rough 18 months in, you know, not being allowed to work and, and, and all that kind mm. of stuff. And there's a massive backlog at the minute of driving tests. It's roughly half a million. So there's half a million people waiting on driving tests. And the way that the the DVSA, which is the organization that runs that, um, the way that they're, or one of the ways they've decided to cope with that is to almost hold instructors accountable for it. And they said that if you bring, essentially, I kind of dumb this down a little bit, but if they you bring students to tests that aren't ready, they're going to haul you over the calls, give you assessments and, and kind of give you a kick up the ass, basically. Mm-hmm. And that seems to have really divided the instructor industry. There's one half that are saying, like, yeah, this is a good thing. We should be doing this. The other half that are, are reacting quite badly to that. The the section I'm concerned for is the ones that are panicking about that. And mm-hmm. I would be interested in your thoughts around how to handle your mindset when you know potentially you're going to be having assessments, you, mm-hmm. uh, the, the pressure of that. Because uh, with those assessments, if you fail three times, you lose your job basically get your license taken yeah. away from you so i'll be interested uh for, for your um advice or perspective on how to to get your mm-hmm. mindset right for that situation um i think i think it's quite simple really like you know do you love your job and work enough to be the best at it you know what i mean like and if so that requires you to know your shit it requires you to be prepared it requires you to find different ways to teach people because not everyone can learn through just reading something right some people are kinesthetic learners. They need to be doing it, right? They need to be seeing it. They need to be hearing it. Um, and so I think while it's a change, and I think that that's probably what's the the biggest uproar, right? It's just not how things used to be. However, um, is it not going to make it in the big scheme of things, right? And then this is not my world, right? So, but what it sounds like is it's really forcing people to level up. And so do you care enough about your work to then be like, well, what do I need to do to be the best instructor I could possibly be? You know, because if you, if you know your stuff and you're prepared and you're ready and you know, you're willing to learn, right. Uh, uh, one of the things that Tom Bill, you talked about, I just love Tom. So I think he's a animal <laughs> in a good way, just like a total beast. Uh, but like the, the truth is, is like, you know, how can I be the best at, in the world at what it is I do? And and if your interest is not in becoming the best, then do something different. Uh, especially if that, like, you're going to tie, um, I don't know, your identity to being an instructor, right? Well, then if you fail the test, then obviously there's some, there's some learning that you're, you're not, like, how can you be better at that, basically? So uh, my perspective is just like, if you find that your work is something important, then you'll learn to get better. It's like coaching, right? Um, I'll be the first one to tell you that not everyone gets results, right? So then I look at myself and maybe I'm a little too hard on myself, but it's like, all right, well, then what can I learn and how can I be better as a coach so that when someone comes on, A, they know exactly what to expect. They know how this is going to run. How specific do I need to be? 
Where do I need to take the coaching? And the thing is, is I've got to be able to adapt to different people because everyone's really different. And I'm nowhere near the level I want to be as a coach. You know what I mean? But I'm okay to admit that I've accepted that, right? I'm, I'm a learner and I'm going to get better. And I think that everyone needs to approach that depending on the career that they're having. So get better is really my, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know how else to say. It's like, you know, people are worried because they might fail. Well, what do you need to do so you don't fail? And, and if you're, if you're in like the people you're taking on are failing, then how can you teach them better? I don't know. Like that's really it, right? Yeah. And I, I concur <laughs> wholeheartedly. It's, uh, just the idea of leveling up, it's, it's taken it as an opportunity. You know, yeah. like you've said, someone's identified the, that you've got a weak point. Well, yeah. it's up to you to think, right, well, how can I improve this? You know, yeah. and there's all kinds of nuances and, and those exceptions to the rule. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about yeah. that. No, and, and I think that that's what makes it hard too. Sorry, I didn't mean like, is that, you know, sometimes you can't control people and that's the hard yeah. thing about it too. Uh, but maybe, maybe then you, you have a process of who you're willing to accept or not. You know what I mean? Like you, whereas like they maybe they go through some sort of system beforehand and cause if they're not going to be dedicated to learning and that affects you, then that means that you've got to have some sort of way to, to wean out the people who are really come ready and, and those who just think it's going to be this breeze. Cause I think the license, getting a license here is very different to the States. <laughs> Yes, yeah. um, especially if I can go over there and drive and, and butcher it the way I did. But but no, you're, you're completely right. It's it's that idea of you, you can look at it two ways. We can look at it of, oh, my God, someone's going to assess me. Or I can look at it, mm-hmm. oh, great, I'm getting assessed. And mm-hmm. I'm due one of these assessments anyway, simply because of when my, my last one was. So I'd planned for getting one either this year or next year. I'm actually quite looking forward to it because on the, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into all the details, but on the first one, I got quite a low score. Um, mm-hmm. Still passed. Uh, there's, again, not good for all the reasons why, but quite a low score. And I'm looking forward to my next one so I can improve. Mm-hmm. That, that's my goal. I want, I've been itching for this for a while so yeah. I, can, I can get a better score. And, and I think that it's, it's that mentality. If I go into that being positive, like, yeah. Let's let's go see what I can do mm-hmm. when I've, I've prepared and I've done this course and this course and I've trained here and I've practiced this. That's a whole different mentality to going in like, oh, they're picking on me. Oh, it's mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, how do you, we've all got weak spots. How do we get better if we don't work on it? Right. And it's just like taking the, the personal training test. I think they're all basically the same. Just some have more detail or not. But the first time I took the test, I failed it. Well, the, the first let latest time I've took the NASM test, I, I failed it. And it's just because there's just so much information and I'm not really the best test taker, but I did all right. I just failed by a small amount, but it allowed you to see in what area that you needed to focus. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to put some time and energy into this area. And then I took it again and I passed. So it's like, it could be a good thing. And it really depends on your outlook hundred percent, but it's going to make everyone a better instructor. So at the end of the day, it also wins because we're going to have better prepared drivers out there. Yeah, and and I'm quite similar to you as well in that sense. In that I'm I'm looking for for where I can improve. And and like whenever I have a student that goes and fails a test, the first thing I'm doing is what could I have done differently beforehand? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes there's nothing. But now yeah. and again, I'll pick something up. And even at the end of this podcast, you don't know this yet, but <laughs> when we finish recording, I'll ask you for feedback on how I've been on this interview. And I yeah. want you to find something that wasn't right. Because I'm sick mm-hmm. of people telling me I was doing a really good job because I can't learn from that. So yeah. the pressure's yeah, yeah. on. I want you to slack me off and listen to interviews, please. Right, I got you. Now I'm going to be like, <laughs> mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, at the end of the day, life is all about really learning, right? Like, I mean, from, from when we're born to now, and uh, it really depends on what you want. Like, if people want to be good drivers, they have to, like, work at it. They have to drive. They have to study. They have to know. And, and the thing is, you only get better the more that you do it, right? Uh, and it'll be the same thing with being an instructor or a coach or uh, a teacher to some capacity. You get better the more you do it. Um, there was something else I wanted to ask you about as we sort of come mm. to the towards the end of this interview, which yeah. was, because um, at least I think you'll have an opinion on this, um, female-only driving schools um, mm-hmm. in that every now and again, because uh, I'm in a whole host of Facebook groups for driving instructors, and yeah. every now and again there'll be generally a male, generally white, generally sort of my age, mm-hmm. generally bald and overweight, very much like me, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there'll be a male that'll come on and decide to post about female-only driving schools and uh-huh. complaining how it's sexist and how men wouldn't be allowed to do it. And and all you, know, you can imagine any kind of nonsense that's get said. Yeah. Um, 
I would just like your take on that. On, yeah. Um, okay. So you're not going to just drive and just be women on the road, is there? So <laughs> <laughs> I think that there is a time and place for certain arenas where it'll be all men and all women, right? It really depends on what that is. But driving, I don't necessarily feel is one of them. Um, now, with that said, um, I think that as a whole, we can all improve on on our perspective of men and women and society and all that stuff. Cause I don't think that that's necessarily like, we're just getting into the beginning of that being a dialogue. Right. And the reason why I think about that, for example, is um, my stepson, right? Like I think about him being in, in our household where there's two women that are married. We're very progressive. Uh, you know, we're, we're open-minded, we're plant-based, right. It's just a very different, very different environment than his house with his father. And so I almost wonder too, um, how he's going to treat women and men and all that stuff, getting totally two different perspectives. Right. And so I think that we need to be better in terms of being open-minded and learning and getting it like, you know, the him, her, and the, you know, they, them, like there's this whole new world out there. Right. Um, and so I, I, I think he does have a point, this person who brought that up, you know, like, what is the purpose of an all-female driving school? I, I don't know, because you're not going to be driving on the road and it's just going to be all women. Um, and the truth is, is that, you know, some male drivers may be more aggressive. And I, I don't really know, right? But the whole point is, is I think you have to put things as much into a real-life world context as possible. In a real world, that's just not going to happen. Now, here's the thing, is that a woman might just feel comfortable with a, a woman teacher. Like I've had more female clients come to me as a coach than men. Um, now, if that's, that's a choice, but doesn't need to be all surrounded by women. I don't know. Cause then you get this one perspective in paradigm. Right. Um, while I think that some cases it's really nice to like, let's be real, like um, women who are sexually abused, like, are they going to be comfortable to be really vulnerable? There might be some men that do make her feel comfortable. Most men probably won't, you know, um, so does she want to be more in an environment where people can understand and all that stuff? I, I think you have to be really careful with that though, right? Because the truth is, is that when you have, it's like that environment thing, right? We spoke about earlier, when you are around the same type of people who think the same type of way, then your view of the world is going to be very one-sided. And so I think it, it's important to at least have diversity as much as we can. Um, so I guess it's really a, a personal preference at the end of the day, but I think in that situation, I couldn't see why it helps. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, why would a woman just want an all woman school unless she just wants a female instructor? Well, then she could go get a female instructor, right? Um, yeah. And I think that's key. It's, a, there's nothing wrong with it. Like you said, it could yeah. be, there could be the, uh, the aspect of the, the, that's how they feel comfortable. That instructor yeah. doesn't feel comfortable teaching men. Um, but on yeah i think that, that that's what i mean for me i just i don't care if, if, a, if a female instructor only wants to teach females that's not yeah. mean anyway but it, i also want to sort of touch on the other thing you said about like you say the environment and, and how you come across <laughs> and and whatnot in that i've said this on previous shows but um i think i worked out the other day in the minute something i think i'm 92 percent of my customers are female <laughs> and it, it didn't used to be that way but I got one student who um, was really nervous, really panicky, really unconfident. And she came for lessons with me and, and she loved it. And she told mm -hmm. everyone, plastered it yeah. all over. And all of a sudden, because other women are, are seeing that that's the case, yeah. they're now, oh, I can trust him. He's yeah. right for me. And it's, that's it, right? What you put out is what you're going to get back in it. So you put out yeah. a lot of negativity, you're going to get the negativity coming back. You put out the positivity, you get good people such yeah. as yourself coming towards me. And and it's a it really can be an energy thing. Like I, I think at the end of the day, here's where here's where the question becomes really good. I think um, fine, there are all female schools, but like are there all male schools, right? Like and as long as there's a bit of both, right? People can decide on what they want, right? I think it's when people look negative on the, oh, this is all man school. Why is it like that versus an all woman school? Like, um, I think the diversity is a little more maybe in the U.S. Like, uh, like we had a we had a problem with our stepson and him being attacked, and he just happened to be hit by a student who was a female, 
And I felt like the school didn't do a really good job of really addressing the situation. And I don't know why. Um, but I almost question if the situation would be different in reverse. Like if it were a male hitting a female, would there be more precaution taken or more rules set into place? And and it's just I think as long as it's fair, then people are allowed to do what they want. But I think as most as we as best as we can to be in a diverse situation is going to just teach us more things like you might just get a little more from a guy and get a different type of perspective, which is really great. Um, in certain certain situations, maybe some women feel comfortable with just women. Like, And I, just to know your energy, I think that that's the thing is that some people just have a really nice, they're in touch with both feminine and masculine energy. And you, you present it very well from a teaching standpoint, like I'm going to make you feel comfortable. I'm going to be present and attention. And I think men miss the note on that sometimes, not all the time, because I have quite a bit of uh, male friends that are just super great and are super great to talk to and they're comfortable and they've got a lot of female clients because of that understanding uh, right yeah um and on that little uh positive note towards me i'm we're gonna wrap up i'm gonna leave it there you're not gonna say yeah, anything right. that. but uh, <laughs> a few final things to to finish on uh, like, okay i think i forgot to ask you this so apologies but um I like to ask all my guests to to leave us with a book recommendation. What book would you recommend for for me and our listeners to read? Book recommendation. You might have to. This is tough. Um, I'm I'm looking at books now. What's a book that completely like loved? I don't know. This is one of like I'm I'm so bad with movies and books. It's like food. What's your favorite food? I was like, ah, I just love food. Um, it really depends on where people are at. But I think, you know what, and, and this is I just bought it recently. Again, I bought it in audible form and then I bought it again hardback when I went to Costco because they had it. Um, Atomic Habits is really great. Um, it's great from the standpoint if you want to make change and you find that you just keep repeating patterns, it it allows you to to really understand why you might be doing that and a better way to approach it in small increments, right? Um, everybody wants to run and like have what they want tomorrow, right? But let's be realistic, that's just not how it is. And we underestimate the power of small changes over a long period of time, right? And I broke this down for a client once. I had a client come to me, she's like, I want to lose 40 pounds. I was like, all right, great. So what I did was I did the math of like, this is what would, this is what you would need for six months. And this is what you would need for 12. And this is what you would need in 18. And then I broke down, like, if all you like lost was one pound, one pound every week or two pounds, you know, every month, like on a long enough timeline with comfortable, right? Like that doesn't feel very pressured if all I had to do was lose three pounds a month. Right. So like, I, I think people really underestimate the power of small changes over time. Um, and instead they're, they're easy and they're more comfortable. So let's go back to that. I would recommend atomic habits in terms of change and really just trying to make shifts in your life that feel easier. I have that in my audible list uh, and after your recommendation I might bump it up a little bit to my next period, next read. Yeah. Yeah. Books are tough, right? Cause it's like, well, and what context and where are you at in life? And, um, I've got a few that I've just really absolutely loved. So um, I'll, I'll send you another one. I'll send you a list of books that I really, really like. So, uh, and then that way maybe you could just we'll jump on another podcast or um, you just have a list that you can go through. And that way you have the arsenal of recommendations for other people too. The arsenal of recommendations from Jess. That's the, that's epic. That's a, that's a <laughs> podcast in itself, is that? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, Really appreciate you joining us today. Where can people oh, find you. you? Is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, uh, so you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Jasenia and Soto on Facebook. And then I am Jasenia Soto on uh, TikTok and Instagram. TikTok's a little new still, still developing that. But um, And uh, soon we'll be launching Next Level Ninjas, which is basically like a um, fitness and lifestyle um like brand and and membership and uh so that's so super new though um so it's just like watch the spaces so if you're interested in really getting your habits and your health and wellness in order and really kind of getting your life like we talked about today like focus so who do you want to be and what do you want your life to look like in the next year or so like um that will be directed towards really just getting your mindset and your your health in order so um, that's kind of the thing that I'm going to be working on right now. And if, if anyone also just has like, they want to shoot the shit and have a conversation and, uh, jump on a phone call, then I'm always happy to do that too. I don't think awesome. we should struggle. You know, I think we should be able to 
have conversations and and because if I can't help somebody, then I'm definitely know somebody who can. So I'm happy to point people in the right direction. Excellent. And when is uh, I believed you called it Tea with Tanya making a return? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think since I've gotten back, it's just been like just getting back in order with life because I got I got back what like six or seven weeks ago and just felt like we were just finally getting the, the tip of the iceberg in terms of organizing our routine and schedule. So um, stay tuned. It's coming back. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. have to tell her. I was like, we had a T and Tanya request. Uh, and that was basically a show with me and, and my, my my better half um, in terms of just like talking about the things that we find really important. And I think what made it hard was, and just to go back really quickly, and um, it's just that were we doing something that we really enjoyed, right? Like, and we really loved in terms of life. And so it's really easy for me to talk about personal development, but it was really hard to talk about how that led uh, mindset and personal development led to business, even though it's really easy, like you need it for business, but I struggled with marketing and sales and all that and putting it into the conversation when really like I could talk all day about what you spoke about. So, um, so yeah, so I think we were just reevaluating that and which is why Next Level Ninjas is becoming a thing now. So I think that um, real soon we're going to start back up with our lives. It was uh, it was something I rarely caught live. But I always tried to get back and watch on the replay because it was a really, it sounds silly, but it was just a pleasant, oh God, I've said it again, it sounds silly. I won't say that. It yeah. was, it's not now silly. Now you're aware, look, now you're aware. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it was a really pleasant watch. It was something I could just bang on while I was just pottering about and it was just uh-huh. really pleasant and uplifting and it wasn't overly motivational it wasn't waffle it was just nice and you come away feeling good with some little ideas it was uh yeah little nuggets yeah Uh, and then people get to see me and tanya's dynamic because we're just completely different (laughs) yes that's true (laughs) yeah yeah so it's great but like you know but we feed off each other we don't always agree but it's like but like I wouldn't have it any other way. Like she's just brilliant in her own right. And um, she's got a crazy story in herself. But like, you know, I, I think when you can find ways to connect and, and really find ways to impact other people, like, again, there's nothing else that I think is more rewarding than that. Giving people another way to think about something that could potentially change their life is insane. That's awesome that we can have that luxury to even do that. So. Awesome. Um, and I really appreciate you coming on stage. It's, it's been it's been awesome. Uh, I've loved this. Um, so, yeah, thank you for coming on and giving us your time. I appreciate you, Terry. Thank you so much for thinking of me and, uh, I guess, introducing me to your world in a different way. So I'm always happy to, anytime you want to have a conversation or talk, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook. Talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. So if you're still here and you're still listening, first of all, thanks for listening to the show and I hope you gained a lot from it. I know I did. But uh, Jess has been kind enough to agree to hang about and answer my uh, amazing seven quick fire questions. So are you ready for this, Jess? I'm ready. Let's go. They're, they're, they're really challenging. I'm going to start off with possibly the hardest one of them all. Dog or cat? Oh, no, you just come down in my estimation. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite book of all time? Oh, uh, the first one that comes to mind is Where the Red Fern Grows. Uh, I normally ask people, would they ever consider going vegan? But I can't ask you that because you are. So I'm going to yeah. flip it around and say, would you ever consider going away from being vegan? Yes. <laughs> what is your... <laughs> no, short <laughs> answers. No, short answers. All right. Um, no, I need context now. <laughs> Um, just cause, you know, I think, I think you can be open-minded to know what, what serves you best. And I think when I first went plant-based and vegan, um, you know, you're just immersed in this world of like, oh shit, you know, and how could I have not known that and blah, blah, blah. And, and I think that if, if time went on and I was still mindful in my decisions that I could be mindful with every now and then maybe just having something, if it wasn't available, you know? Interesting. That makes sense. Yeah, complete sense. Um, what is your favorite <laughs> film of all time? The first thing that came to mind was The Matrix. So That's a, they're redoing that, are they? I think so. That'll be fun. Are they? Well, I don't know if they're what? redoing it or doing a fourth. Um, oh, but there's man. something going on. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now I know you're not a driving instructor, but imagine you were a driving instructor. What okay. would you call your customers? Would it be customers, students, pupils, learners? What would you call them? Do you think? Oh, I like learners. Um, maybe students, learners, or members. 
Okay. Um, what is your proudest achievement in life? Oh, God. <laughs> this is rapid fire. That's good. I didn't know. Um, my greatest achievements. Oh, um, I think the work that I'm doing now, really, I'm really proud of it. Like, I think I've come a long way. And I think that if literally one thing I say can change the course of someone's life or get them to think differently about their current situation, then, you know, everything that I've experienced has been worth it. So I'm really happy with where I'm at in my life right now and, and the things that I'm doing. Well, you've achieved that, Bree. So the, you've achieved effectively at least one person there. Yeah, and then that. <laughs> the last one, and I suppose this is a bit of a biggie, but the last one, tell me one goal you would like to achieve, one goal you've got. Um, I'd like to, one goal. Um, I'd like to take what we're doing with Next Level Ninjas and impact um, a million people through their health and wellness. And that is mentally, physically, emotionally. Yeah. I like that. Good goal. Nice and specific as well. Yeah. Well, we've been thinking about it. So it's not it's <laughs> like one of the, the missions that we do have in our vision is really to impact uh, a million people emotionally, physically, and mentally. So, um, and I think we could do that with Next Level Ninjas. So I'm excited about it. Awesome. Uh, again, thank you for your time. And I'm really going to let you go this time. All right. Thank you, Terry.